Hey, welcome to LevyCast. My name is Dan Levy. This is my podcast. And this is a podcast that I've kind of been crafting for the last couple of years. Just different ideas I've had, I've kind of wanted to do. And I figured, you know what? Let's just do it all in one podcast. So one podcast may be me and my buddies all talking about the times we've covered locker rooms and different Michael Jordan stories. It could be with my brother and my buddies just busting each other's chops or talking trash to each other. It could be me and my wife talking about our marriage and things that are going on in our life. In this particular first podcast, it's going to be with my buddy Scott. Scotty and I both started in radio almost 20 years ago, the same place, Columbia College. I was doing a midday college radio show. He was doing the afternoons there. And our paths kind of went in the same direction there for a little while. We were both, again, college radio guys at the same station. And then we both went on to get internships at an alternative radio station in Chicago for a guy named Sludge. And then our careers went in two totally different paths. I went on to do more traffic and sports, and I co-hosted some stuff on Sirius, and then I've gone on to do more voiceover and production stuff. He went on to be an America Ninja Warrior. He also went on to do the first season of So You Think You Can Dance, and he also stayed in radio doing mornings in Atlanta and Dallas, and now he's back here in Chicago as one of the co-hosts for the new morning show here in Chicago's US 99, Chicago's hottest country, where I do commercials and productions and voiceover stuff. He now goes by the name Scotty K. I used to call him Scotty C and Special K and all other kind of names that he's gone by over the years. So I hope you enjoy. And again, please like, subscribe, comment, share with everybody you want. And I hope you enjoy the first episode of Levy Cast. The only problem is uh, with these. That hum in that know, mic. That, What's that mic it's about? This. Oh, it's a cord? Yeah. Actually, that's okay now. Yeah, I still hear it. Is it mine? It's me. Because when it talks, it's like, I think it's the compressors or whatever. Oh. You, you're you hummy. You got, you're I a, give a good hum job. Dan, Dan the Hummer. I've been known as a Hummer before. Yeah? The car or the It's got me sexual? thrown out of some karaoke bars. What? Because <laughs> when you say that, in my head, I try to picture what did you do related to being called the Hummer that got you put in a chokehold and dragged out of a karaoke bar. That's, that's impressive. That's neither here nor there. I've been kicked out. That's because I suck at singing. But you, I got, you got kicked out of a karaoke bar? No, I'm just an awful single I, singer. I'm a terrible singer. I've, I'm to- So I'm the only person in my family, well, on my mom's side, that is totally tone deaf. Like I have rhythm for days, but I cannot hold a tune. For the life of me, my brother has like amazing pitch. I I can sing, or it I can almost imitate other people. I can't sing like a natural voice, but, but if I imitate other people, if I do a Barry White, I was gonna say there's only like impression. seven people I can think of that you do is like <laughs> Barry White and like the Wonderful World, uh, Louis Armstrong or and, Louis, what's his and, name? Yeah, Louis. I think it is Louis Armstrong, yeah. and I and I also do a really good job of any of those doo-wop groups that always does like the do 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 do. Like that oh, guy. Oh, yeah. So you, or like an acapella group where you're the bass uh, yeah. of it? Yeah. I'm the one that lowers it a whole octave, like the movie Louis Elf. Louis Armstrong's the trumpet player. Who sang What a Wonderful World? Is that who was him? Um, if we only had a. Here we go. A search engine. Yeah. It was Louis Armstrong. You're right. Who's the trumpet? There was a trumpet player that was a. Maybe he also did trumpet. Because I don't know. I, don't, I couldn't tell you I another should... song that he sang. So maybe that was like his. I should have just shut up one. because I was right and that would have made me sound really smart. And then I. Did you get the it. iPhone 11? I did. So I, my other phone stopped. Like it, died, it quit. It it committed suicide. It jumped off the roof. How is it? Um, it how is the phone? It's amazing. Yeah. 
Oh my god, dude! It is an is amazing it, is it piece just of technology. Camera? Dude, okay, so yes, the tech, the t- the camera is awesome, and I geek out a little bit about about this stuff. But one thing that I love about this, first of all, I'm going to show you this app that I think you're going to have like a a little freak out about because. Oh, maybe I won't show you. Okay, here it is. Is it only an iPhone 11 app, or is it anything? You got to use it on iPhone 11 because or 11 Pro because of the it's a it's for the camera. So if you see this, I'm gonna turn the microphone. Look now, you can videotape both the front and back. Oh so my God! I you can record you it. Other day. Yep, and I can do split screen, and so it'll videotape not only the full video together like this, um, but then it'll separate. So, so each... it, it's almost like it's recording a uh, a FaceTime. Yep, it's like recording FaceTime, um, or if you do like vlogging, so it's your face and then what's in front of you. But then also you could do two. We, I could put it in the, in between us, and then it videotapes both of us. Wow! For the and then we just record or uh, sync it up. Which is the app that allows me to shave off thirty pounds? Yeah, that is called in your effing dreams. <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't do that. No, That's there no probably grapple. is a skinny app in here. It's a Kardashian thing, I think. It's got to be. <laughs> it's got to be a thing that drops me like thirty. No, so, I mean, it's do not you really like want to lose thirty? pounds um i think for health wise i yeah. do i think because i get a lot of people saying like it's not so much like me i mean i'm comfortable the way i am sure i like this that's why i ask because I've, I've built this feel like you joke about it but you're like yeah i don't care like, i don't I'm really good. care but, but then somebody will say like what about dj don't you want to be around for him and i'm like okay but here's the deal i know a lot of people that are in shape like you are but are so healthy. stressed out that they'll have a heart attack within a day yeah i I have stresses. I'm a human. Right. I have a son. I have jobs that go in and out. You're so on radio. I, you you like you so, decided to jump in the pool of stress. And I married a person in radio, yeah. which which deepens the pool of oh stress. But I'm a happy person. And that I'm makes a sense. happy I'm a happy person when I do certain things. So I'm a happy person when I'm with people. I'm a happy person when I cook with people. I'm a happy yeah. person when I eat with people. And I walk in every place smiling. So it's like if I drop the way to be great. But if, if you ask me right now, Dan, would you rather go hit the gym or do you want to go spend the next two hours looking for jobs, looking for voiceover stuff yeah. and doing that? I'd rather do that. Could you hit the gym for an hour and then go to uh, look for jobs for two hours after that or an hour Probably after could, but time is Not that you have to. The time isn't of the essence That's of like true. that for me because Your kid. my wife works morning hours here at the, at the radio station. And so when I wake up, it's with him. And we will do like 20 That's jumping cool. jacks. I'll do 20 push-ups with them. Fun. Just so you can see like, you know, have fun exercising with me. But then it's immediately gets his breakfast. It's yeah. immediately like, you know, let's play some. Sure. We have these Toy Story matching games that we play every morning. So we play like three or four of those. And then I got to make his breakfast. Then I got to make my lunch. And as soon as Jill walks in the door, shower, I'm out yeah. the door and I got to go work. And then there are days like today where I'm here all day at the radio station and then once I'm done, I will drive to Lombard and teach at the Illinois Media School for broadcasting until time. 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. And then that happens three to four nights a week. And then Friday is the one day where I can get stuff done. But yeah. then Saturday morning, I got to be up at 4 a.m. to go do traffic for another radio station until 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And then I got to come home, relieve Jill because she's been right. with DJ for five, for about eight hours. And then I want to go to bed. And then Sunday, I have time to like... Let's go hit the grocery store. But now I, right. I, I've i been doing a Sunday thing with him. Now we're on the Sunday. I will go to the gym with him because the gym has like a child's a play area. area. Yeah. So for five bucks, he can go in there and he can play for an hour. There's slides and whatever. So do you think if you had the extra time, you'd make that a priority or do you think would you'd fill it with something else? Be- I don't know because because right. this- you're talking about you were talking about two different things. You're talking about not having the time to do it. And two. And before that, you were like, I, I don't know if that's that important to me. And I think you're right, because you talk about uh, 
what your priority as far as happiness goes. They always say, "What do you? You got to learn to cry in your uh, or be happy in your Toyota." And the people that cry in their Ferrari, you know, exactly. whatever that saying is. Um, but and, I'm, I, I wake up. I wake up happy. I wake up yeah, like, like like I'm in a groove. Yeah, I would love more money. Yes, I would love to be in a business where it was a little more security. But I've tried having interviews outside of radio, and I've had jobs outside of radio, and I don't like it. Yeah, because there's hear, a piece of me that. That is like, all right, I moved, I, I went to high school in Omaha, Nebraska. I left Omaha when my parents went to New York and I said, I'm going to try this radio thing. I, I made the adult, my first adult decision right. in life was to move to Chicago instead of staying in Omaha or going to New York with my parents. I could move been to, to Chicago. Omaha, you made the right choice. <laughs> I've been there, yeah. <laughs> but you never had the runs of Burger. That's right, a whole I other didn't. conversation. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but it was like, I, that was, that was, I mean, not a lot of people can zero down what their first adult decision was. Sure. And that was mine. Like I had three options in front of me and that was the one I chose. And when I chose it, I was like, all right, let's see how far this path takes me. The path took me to happy. The path took me to meet my wife. The path took me to have a kid. Mm -hmm. The path took me to actually enjoy radio. The path taught me to enjoy what I'm doing and be creative. It gave me an outlet. It gave me ways of figuring out, figuring out other ways of being in this media. Mm -hmm. Like I started off almost like you. We're actually, for people that don't know, you and I went to the same college. Yep. Columbia College. Columbia Chicago. College. You actually, I did an afternoon show on a Wednesday and you came on after me. And then your our careers went kind of parallel because you and I graduated and then we both found our way at Q101. And we yeah, both started intern- interning. Yeah. We were both interning oh, for a guy named in, Sludge. I thought you were hired. No, no. At the time, I was still kind of interning, but I was, I'd segued over to Man Cow. Right. But I was still doing Sludge, but then you had been interning too. And then. All of a sudden, you went towards Kiss, and when my time ran out of Man Cow, I started doing traffic, and then our careers kind of went a different way. But there's not yeah. a lot of people like you and I who went to the same school, who went to the same year, who actually still know people that are doing this business. There's All- like six, maybe that I can count I, on. I was just I was just back at Columbia the other day, and I was talking with uh, Marcy, who's over there, and she does an amazing job. But I was talking to like the intro to radio class, and at some point we were talking about it. You do you have to have grit for this, and there might have been I don't know uh, 80, 90 people in our maybe easily that's a, is that easily, it, and there's probably four to six people that are still in radio right now. Some of that. I mean, I was—I know I was fortunate enough to have a job that funded my radio well, career. I was, right? I was, I was going to say that that part of it as well. Like, I was lucky enough to where my parents were still kind of supporting me, even though they were in New York. Right. So I had jobs when I got into radio. I had little jobs here and there, but there was somebody helping me. A lot of people don't have like that. My parents could yeah, kind of that support system. Help or let me let me live with them or something like that. Some people got to get in and get out. I know people have slept in their cars and for months because you're like, hey, I'm gonna try and do this radio thing. But and I and I'm, I I didn't sleep in my car, but I was sleeping on couches. Sure. And I, I figured out different ways of doing. It. I leased off my it. brother. Like you know, I was like, let's because I liked the path that it was in, and I I felt a creative drive to it. It wasn't like at first I got into it because I did telemarketing in high, in Omaha because Omaha's the telemarketing that was capital radio? of the world. <laughs> no, but I, it was. I was selling yeah. credit cards to people in Compton. Oh. And I did not. You're kind of a jerk. I was. <laughs> You're a horrible person. I, I didn't even tell you how bad the rates were that I oh gave these God. people. But my boss, my boss was like, you should do radio. Because I was 16 and my voice dropped and I was like, we'll try it out because I wasn't sure. What did it sure. sound like before? Can you do your. It was really Really? High. Was it? It was. Yeah, I got made fun of by like, girls. Like this high? Yeah, no. until, about, until about 10th grade. Do you have recordings of that somewhere? I have not so much recordings. There's video of me like when like my brother is like, okay. we were doing stuff. So there is, it is somewhere out there, but then all of a sudden 
it dropped, and I was like, I don't know what to do. And my supervisor, Tom Rogers, yeah. said, try radio. And then when I came to Chicago, my brother said, Columbia Colleges were all my buddies who fell out of UIC from yeah. fraternity parties. Right, the liberal arts they get college. A degree. There, they yeah. get degrees. So I was like, all right, I'll get a degree. I'll try college. And then it just hasn't stopped. Yeah. Now, the interesting thing about you is that the grind with you is inspiring. Because you really for me it's exhausting, it, and that, that that is that is a question I have because I have now been exhausted too. I'm 39 years old. We got into this. I was 19 when I went to Columbia. Okay, and I've grinded the shit out of this career. That's good. Like I, and years, I man. and I've gone in different ways. I started off wanting to do sports radio, and then there was a part of me that wanted to do this Mad Cow Howard Stern kind of radio, and then I had to transition, teach myself how to do traffic, and then sports reporting and news reporting. And then I went, ooh, I really like the production side. I want to do voiceover. Yeah. And I'm going to do that. And then it is still kind of kept intertwining. I still haven't really picked the real path. Yeah. I think you're kind of a chameleon, though, with it. With like, not a lot of people are able to do those multiple things. First of all, sports reporting, hard. Very. Dude, shock jock style, hard. Like, they're all super different skill sets. Very. And you've been able to. Um, execute at some level, whether whatever high level, low level, whatever level you've been able to execute everything. Voiceover stuff, not an easy thing to do. Traffic, and it, and it's it's become. Yeah. I mean, voiceover to me, it, it has been explained this way that it's almost a master's class of broadcasting because sure. it's actually yeah. broadcasting with acting, and I'm not an actor, so I've had to like I've had to go get personally coached and have you? Yeah. I've had to go to Los That's Angeles. Awesome. I've flown to New York. I've gone well now with the internet and FaceTiming, I can book different promo people, but. You still have to go out to places to meet people, and yeah. you still have to grind that out and and spend that money and stay on someone's couch in L.A. Yep. and figure out how like to like with the rest of the actors in L.A. Exactly, and you're like, I got a week to meet as many people as I can. I'm not good at voiceover. Like I can, I I do think it's really really hard because voiceover stuff. And people are like, oh, you're radio. You should do this and commercials. I don't. I, sometimes you're your hardest critic too with the voice I, too. We, I think all of us in this business yeah. are. I don't think I have a great voice for the voiceovers when I hear it back. I think you know, whatever I have a like generic Midwestern kid voice. But like that voice. is perfect. That's yeah, what I, I can't so do. That's oh. the one I can't do. We should team up. I think you would destroy so me in the voiceover like that. Really? I don't see. I I tried to do like the voices.com for a while, right? And I I and did, get any? I I got like one. Now I got. It's exhausting because you have to do so it's many also, hundreds of auditions, like, like everything else. And I'm sure you've applied for God knows how many gigs in this town yeah. in in this country. Yeah, it's the same with voiceover, but by times ten. Yeah, by hundred. Yeah, by, it like. it's, it's one of those things where for every one, for every thousand auditions I do, I get one. Because yeah. what if if you're listening, you don't know what the, what happens. You go on this website, basically, it's like gives you a script. It says what you're looking for, like a demographic. Like, I want a white guy with a voice that sounds like Barry White. <laughs> Boom, that's me. It pops up on your screen and says, "Hey, this is perfect for you." You go, you read a script, you send it off to God knows who, an agency, a, a client, whoever is listening to it, and then they judge you. And isn't that a crazy world to be in? That we live in a world where you are judged like every day. It's subjective. Yeah, our uh, our jobs, our jobs, are only half like factual. Like if your ratings are low, then they could judge you on that. Yeah. Okay, well, your ratings are bad, so we're gonna get rid of you. But somebody else could be like, your ratings are low, but you're funny. Yeah. I think you're funny. Yeah, your brand is so great. Gonna, the music's bad. Whatever. Like, so I'm gonna pay you. Things, yeah. I'm gonna pay you a lot of money just because I think you're entertaining. I mean, it could be. It's subjectively outrageously strange. The entertainment business is the only job that you have to interview for every day. You're in Easily. every every day you're auditioning in your in, in, in whatever inter, uh, like if you go get an accounting job, you don't have to interview to get that job every single day. You no. just show you start showing up. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> but this one is like you have to keep showing and and adapting. And that's yep. what's interesting about 
You too. I did, when I was doing traffic, I did traffic overnights, and I hated it. I loved the fact that I was on the air and I was on good stations, but I lost the creativity. I was sitting there every night trying to... The, the most creative I was yeah. was figuring out how to stay awake past 3 a.m. <laughs> was it peanut butter and jellies? Was right. it... Did I start doing push-ups? Did I brush my teeth? Yeah, brings but you back that, to the gym thing. Yeah. But that was a creativity. Like, what What can I do to keep doing that? But then I decided I'm going to start teaching myself production and voiceover, and I figured that out. And I figured, and I went back and started. I got. I started downloading programs and audio, and, and that was before YouTube. That was before like. Yeah, now you can do anything on YouTube. But you, you I've known you for almost 20 years now, That's and crazy. you just came back to Chicago, and I literally walked in on you. You were doing a video, and I go, hey, I saw the video you made. How long have you learned how to do that? And you go, I just taught myself two weeks ago how to yeah. do this. Yeah, I did. That is unbelievable to me. I, you know, I And had- it's really good. It's not like I, I put out a video of my son. Yeah. It was horrible. I just put like a couple of things to transition. You have things popping up. You have like transitions, lower thirds, like terminology I don't you, even know. You know what's interesting about this? So I, I do think, I don't think content has to be that polished anymore right we live in a world of instagram stories like true and that's what so I, it doesn't have to be for me that's really fun to do some of that stuff like that but i i did i you know i lived in that world of like iMovie for a while i like cut chop you know basic basic things sure and so i did i decided i wanted to do learn how to elevate it a little bit and so i, I downloaded final cut and i it's youtube i went i learned everything on youtube in two weeks i watched tutorials i i, and I get in these super focused modes where i go down the rabbit holes and and go youtube to video to video to video but i believe that if you want to do something in the world we live in now and you use the excuse of like, I don't know how to do it, so I just can't, you're full of shit. I will say that my ADD will take me out of things because I'll be like, you know, I'm going to watch a YouTube tutorial on this and then I see it say like 27 minutes and the first seven minutes are the guy going, you can subscribe to this or you you can watch my other video (laughs) and I'm going to show you how to do this, but that part is on my other video, which is in the link below and then you look at like 20,000 links and before they get to the meat of where I want it, they're already like, oh, my mom just walked in the door. I can't. Hold on, mom, I'm recording. Yeah, you got to skip anyway. and jump around. Yeah, you can't watch those guys. They do it. They, but I'm just they, like, uh, by then I've already like. Because I think they I'm also. already on my phone like, oh, I wonder what happened on Instagram. Oh, I, I got a like. Right? I think that, well, I think they get money too for like how long people watch the videos it, too. So is that I've a thing? I've heard that too, that YouTube know. videos need to be yeah. like at least 10 minutes before it can like make money or something like that. Have you ever learned anything, uh, how to dad on a, on a, from a YouTube video? What do you mean how to dad? Like anything that with your with your kid. Did, did you have to learn how to swaddle on YouTube? Did you have to no, 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 learn no, no. how I, to put together things on I, YouTube? I, I, YouTube never actually taught me how to dad anything. Like I saw my wife doing it, and I think it's a guy thing that we are just better at rapid ass with diapers. It's, um, I could di- I could out diaper anybody any day of the week, just how fast I was I got to do it. I never really felt like I was I struggled with that, so maybe that's right. Exactly. I never really thought wife, about that. Jill would be like, "Oh, can you just give him a diaper real quick?" I'm like, "I already did it, just now. It's done." I'm Before super, you even asked, superhuman. I one handed it while I was on my phone and watching the Bears game. Really? Like it that's was like impressive. it was a talent. Yeah, like I I do believe I think moms have the most incredible multitasking skills. Oh, beyond be, beyond out of necessity, right? Yeah. Like Good luck taking a shower for three minutes by yourself without having to do do and something. I will say the mom intuitiveness is something that I'll never have. Like my yeah. wife will like DJ will say like, Hey mom, how are you? And then Jill will go, What the hell happened to his voice? Like, what do you mean? She goes, Oh, those little don't things. Don't you yeah. hear that rasp in his voice? I go, I don't hear anything. And then she'll get mad at me. And then she'll like a You're week. You're like, like, his voice sounds like my voice. I don't a, know. And then a week, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. He just woke up. He's been screaming. Right. I'm watching Toy Story. And then 
two days later, she's like, I took him to the doctor. He's got strep throat. How did you not hear that? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I was too busy making him scrambled eggs. I think you're right. They do. Those are two different things. So I, I think like uh, you, uh, maybe I misspoke too by saying moms had the multi. I think anyone who, who's trying to take because there's a lot of dads at home. You yes. you know you stuff at uh, at home. It's very that was a very like old school mentality to say moms have that. But I do think that like no when no you're but the there is like home, I, I really I mean but the intuition is right is I think is different. I think there's with, a mother with, instinct with when they've kids. had yes. that child. Yes. There is something else. There's a chemical bond that is unspoken. Not to say that dads we can't take care of our child really well. Yeah. But there's a part of that like that little. That's the part that allows me to not be as like paranoid as her she yeah. is so far paranoid that every you know what's that bum on his face is that right what is that what is that whereas i'm like hey jill will see it she'll fix it yeah do, <laughs> you, i think you're 100 uh, dads are not at uh we're more like the figure it out or i don't know things happen especially with boys right? yes because boys they fall down they get hurt they break stuff they, they it's going to happen like i remember one time um, my, my son, so Chance, much. He, he's nine now. He locked himself in his, in his bedroom. This is when, uh, um, his mom and, uh, and him were living downtown still not, we, we had already split up. So, but we were in two different places. I was at work cause I was at the radio station. It was like eight o'clock at seven, seven, eight o'clock at night. And I get this phone call. Chance is locked in the in his bedroom. He's locked. What do I do? I don't know what to do. He's gonna something's gonna happen. He's probably fine in there. He's probably playing. First of all, and she's like, I'm gonna kick the door down or take off the hinges. No. And I said, Did you try the key for the lock? No. <laughs> we'll do that. For, like there's a, a pack. before <laughs> before you apply physical damage because right. he might actually be standing behind the door. You don't want to kick the door down. Right. Right. But, you may want to use the logic, <laughs> but yeah, but we don't. I don't. I think we panic less in those situations. Um, yes, at, when they're younger, I think when the, as they get older, I think it switches. I, I think the moms, um, and this is just my experience that I've seen with uh, my, my son's mom, and then even my like uh, my sister in law and their and my niece and nephew. There, as they get older, they're much more willing to be like, okay, like no, you got this. Do this on your own. Yeah. Now that he's older. Maybe it's maybe it's because he doesn't need me as much, and I'm like, no, 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 I got like I I got it. I want to do this. Yeah, I'm doing. I want, I'll do this I for want you. to do this because I was always I thought his first words were going to be figured out. <laughs> Because I always said that to him, like he'd be a baby trying to push something, and figure it out. I I say I I always tell Jill, oh, we'll figure it out later. Yeah. And I thought that's what he was gonna say. Yeah. What about what? Because she'll always give me like, I, we should do this, and, and like you know, I'll, I'll give her a check for something. Well, what if the check doesn't? What if they can't cash it right there? What if they can't do this? I'm like, you're okay. already on step nine. Right. I haven't even gotten to step. I haven't even wrote the check yet. Right. If they say no, then I'll figure that part out. Yeah, I'm always step but one. She wants to know how you're gonna figure it out. She right? will. She. Yeah. They are like nine steps ahead of everything. Whereas a guy, I'm like, well, first let me put the key in the ignition. Yeah. Once I turn the car on, if it doesn't turn on, then I'll figure that out. But I'm never like, I. What if the car doesn't start tomorrow? Yeah. See, I'm a little opposite. <sighs> I I am a very much a hey, we'll figure it out. But I've already figured it out. Right, so if something happened, like I, uh, the way I think, five, I think those nine steps down the road. So you've already, you've already answered something in your head. In yes. case this happens, I'm going to do this, this, and this. Yes, and I feel like I do that pretty quickly and instantly. I think guys, and sometimes it's my downfall. That's a guy thing too. Or like, I'll, I'll do the same thing. Like, what if this car doesn't start? Then I'll take my other car. Or what if I? Yeah, I'll call you know, an Uber. I have, I have two yeah. jackets, so I left a jacket somewhere yesterday. Right. And like, where's that jacket? Oh, never mind. I got another one. You know what's a jacket? Figure that out. So they there was this. I just listened to this podcast and it was talking about um, 
the opposite, you know, they always say you should uh, have these positive visualizations, right? And you should, you know, visualize the positive outcomes and all these things. And sure. the, and, uh, and that's what brings the positivity and the, um, and the positive outcomes to fruition. And then there's a whole thing about um, Michael Phelps, right? So they say the opposite is true. So Michael Phelps, apparently, do you remember there was one race where um, in the Olympics that his goggles fell off? Yeah. Okay. And he ended up winning the, the freaking race. So I guess what the opposite of that is, is he went ahead and also saw all the negative things that happened. He had practiced without his goggles because like, what if my goggles fall off? So instead of just going, Oh, everything's going to be great. So he had those negative visualizations of everything that can go wrong prepared. And now he was prepared for it. And so I was like, Oh, that makes Well, that, that also goes back to us learning how to do the broadcast industry because we all got in here going, let's try it. Let's try this. Let's try this. And then we got bounced and then we got fired. And then we got into these situations where you say to yourself, what am I going to do now? How do I live now? And then when you take the next gig and the next gig, you're like, all right, but I still need to get a side gig yes. because I want a pillow to land on instead of just being, what do I do now? So I think survival mode is always in our heads. We're, we're bred for this Good now. Point. Yeah. My brother is a teacher in the Chicago public schools. He's tenured. So he has to do some really messed up things to get bounced. They love him over there and right. it's good. I, I mean, how many jobs have you and I lost where people are like, I really like you. But unfortunately, yeah. we had to let you go, or the the position went away, and you're like that. That'll never happen for him. Yeah. He doesn't have. He still gets side gigs. He's a football coach. He's a bowling coach because he just likes being around and doing stuff. But you and I are like, I need to get this gig just in case this goes away. I still have a source of revenue yeah. and income coming in. Yeah, that's what you know. What the crazy part is my la- my last job, I quit, and you don't do that a lot in radio. You don't and quit that, your jobs. And, and to be honest, and I should probably. This is Scott. <laughs> oh, yeah. We just started riff, We just started riffing. talking because that's what we are. This is I'm Dan Levy. This is Levy Cast. It's a podcast I just wanted to do with people I like. 35 minutes I in. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll restart it. It's fine. <laughs> just but cut this and put it at the beginning. I might even, I may have to just do an intro on its own, but it's fine. Yeah. but You can learn how to do that on YouTube. But <laughs> that's true. If, if, if I have time to watch a 75-minute video of somebody explaining to me how to even record on this that we do. There you go. But the thing that about you is that you actually did quit a job. And I've thought about so many times... What if I just quit the thing I'm doing now, go to Los Angeles, and just grind it out voiceover-wise, grind it out, I'll meet and greet, I'll meet and greet, and I'll, I'll figure that out. But there's something in here that never that says no. You and I both have kids. I can't imagine what it's like to be... I was out. I went to LA when DJ was... It was about a year ago for a wedding for one night. One mm. night I left him, and I was mm-hmm. like, I can't believe it. You are in a situation where your son was in Chicago. You went to Dallas to do a morning show. Mm-hmm. You got tired of every week weekend saying, I'll see you in a week or two weeks. Yeah. And you just said, I quit. I'm moving here. Yeah. I did. Uh, so first I moved to Atlanta, right? I, I left Chicago and he was, uh, what, four years old? Yeah. So he was just ter- about to turn five years old. Um, and when I was, I was in Atlanta for two years and then Dallas for three years. And I traveled every other weekend back and forth. Which is mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially exhausting. I can't even imagine. I <laughs> can't it, even imagine that. But it was worth it. It was. It was. It was. You know what's crazy is I put myself through a lot of guilt too when I went to Atlanta. Like, and my my old co-host will tell you it, his name is Brett and he's one of my best friends as well. Um, but he he would laugh and he brought. I didn't even realize it. I didn't unpack my apartment when I first got to Atlanta for like why would you eight months? Yeah, why would you? Because you're constantly going back and forth. Well, yeah, and it felt really temporary. But the only thing I had unpacked 
I had a room for chance. It was there maybe twice a year, but the room completely decked out Perfect. and like, Perfect. yeah, it was set up. It was decked out so that this was his space. And I would like do my like prep and stuff in the room. I just tortured myself because I was so, I felt I had so much guilt for leaving. But at that point I felt like I was leaving for the right reasons to go ahead and build something for the future. It was but, moving but, forward. And, but and, and that's the thing, Jill and I have talked about this and we are in a situation where I'm not from Chicago. I did not grow up here. I'm not born here, but a lot of people that are from here don't want to leave here. We moved around a lot as a kid. So I there's no place is home for me. When people go, oh, I'm just going back home. There yeah. is none. I was born in Birmingham, Alabama. Right. I left when I was three. We moved to New York until I was seven. Then I moved to Connecticut. Well, this is home. And then we moved to Omaha. But I've been here now 20 years, so this yeah. is home. But if, if tomorrow I got a job and it was in like New York and the money was good, I would have no problems going, all right, I'll, I'll look really roll. good to go to New York. But I don't get it. I don't <laughs> yeah. really mean it. But if it was in a good yeah, market sure. and the money was good, I have no problems up and leaving. She does not want to leave mm. ever. So I have to like prove to her that this new $500,000 a year yeah. job I got will be enough for her to go. Yeah, but you were change. able to just, you were in a situation where you were not with your son's mom. And you could do other things to support. Yes. Well, so there's that too. You were you were surviving. Yeah. When I was here, you mean? No. When, when you it, said I'm going to go to Atlanta. Yeah. So I did. You know, I got the morning show gig, and I was surviving. Um, I do think it's. I think it's different because I left. I left Chicago with the intention to come back. I didn't leave the Chicago with the intention to just figure it out. I left like, with a specific, I have a new home. Yeah. This isn't I, a new home. This is a, a, a chance for you to go back. Yes, exactly. And I do think that that was a negative and positive thing. Uh, when everything for your life for six years feels temporary, because that's what you've painted it as, it's very hard to uh, emotionally get your bearings in things sometimes. Oh, yeah. And it really was difficult when every, nothing felt like it home. was where it was supposed to be. So then, yeah. yeah, exactly. So for I always felt like half a host, half a dad. Half uh, a boyfriend slash fiance down down that road, so I felt like I was I was so um, I was give I wasn't giving everything to where to where I was because my my ultimate goal was not to be in the city where I was. It was to get to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. Now the the narrative is this: the narrative that you that you pretty much tell people and you adapt to is this. I was in Dallas. I did a really good morning show. I mean, you were very successful out there. You did a lot of. Great things, and I would every morning I would I would wake up to these Instagram stories of you <laughs> and like, oh hey, Mark Cuban's with us, or oh I'm trying out for yeah, a cubes? Ninja, yeah, American cubes? Ninja Warrior. I mean, you did like yeah, you've stuff. done so much other things. There's so much different talents to you. So when you the narrative is I want to go back home and I want to spend time with my son. The broadcaster me says there's no way he's just quitting everything and ha- doesn't have at least a few leads. I did before I you everything. I without without it. making a single phone call. No, that's not true. I didn't have a job. No, I no, I emailed and called no, everybody. No, I know, I know you didn't. I, <laughs> I know. That's that's the thing I want to say. Like nobody would just say I quit without being like, here's the plan. I'm going to reach out to so and so and so and so, and hopefully get to this point of this conversation where I can then move down. But say, let's just let's let's walk this line with you. Sure. You took the chance. Chicago is a hard market to get involved in. Yes. And you and I both know a lot of people in broadcasting. I know a lot of people around the country. It's a small world. And every time I get laid off from a job, I call everybody I know from in the country. I call all my yep. people I get someone doing. A lot of them are like, stay strong. You're my guy. I've got nothing for you. Yep. So you could have very easily had a lot of that. What was the step in your mind? Uh, honestly, because you, you just said, said I you're came the with guy, a plan. I, di- I know, but you're also the guy who just said, I think, negatively. Yes, exactly. So then 
your mind had to have said to yourself, what if in six months I'm still sitting here doing nothing? Yes. I. So my perception of what happiness has changed over the past couple of years, right? So I would agree. I do love radio and I love being in it and do in a perfect world, this is where I am. Um, but my my perception changed in the fact that I was going to stop living or I was going to stop working for the job I wanted and started working for the life I wanted. And the life I wanted was to be here in Chicago with mostly my son. The rest of my family is here also um, to start to build build somewhere concrete. With I got engaged, uh, you know, I got in, I proposed and then quit my job and moved cities. I know it's not the <laughs> order people usually do things in. But but it did that. So my fiance, who is amazing and has stuck, you know, has just gone with it in this radio industry. It's hard to. You know, it's not easy. She, I met her in Atlanta, so she already moved once to Dallas with me, uh, and we were only together for about a year at that point. So she did the chance. She did. She, you know, no pun intended. Which well, my son's, yeah, name, is your son's name is Chance. Um, just like my son's name is DJ. We're both yeah. in radio. Well, that's why I named him Chance. I just had this conversation with somebody else today, and we we're. Uh, I remember walking down the street with his mom. We we're walking down Halstead and Armitage. It was right by like Cafe Bob Arriba there, and we we're talking I about ba- yeah, talking about Bob uh, baby names. And I thought this was going to be like the hardest thing because you're naming a human. Like that's a I big know. responsibility, right? I know they're stuck with it. We just talked about some of like the worst baby names today, and there was I mean there was some horrible thing. You, there was a kid named Danger. Danger and Cletus a, and like <laughs> Yogo or something like that. And I, I don't know. You're gonna screw. You could screw this whole kid up. Um, but I said it out loud, and it was it was out of kind of nowhere. I said, we, I was like, what about chance? I feel like no matter what I do, if as long as I have a chance, I can make something happen. And that that's interesting because I also had a similar conversation because Jill and I, Jill's nine years older than I am, so. For Damn, us, why you like, gotta let's, put her out there like that. Why let's get married. Let's have let's have this kid. Let's try to have a kid. <laughs> sure, yeah. So we could do it. And then we're like, all right. So what are we gonna name him? And I, you know, my dad had passed away, and I was like, shows you want that to be his name? And I go, I don't because I think it's weird to call my son by my dad's name. That would weird me mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Okay. So we let's were like, that. all right, let's. I'll make it a middle name because okay. that way it's in there. It's paying a tribute, but I don't have to say the name, and, and it would be weird for me. It would, emotionally, would be just a strange thing for me. So we were like, let's. What about this name? What about that name? Especially like, when he starts bossing you around, and you're like, <laughs> or he starts telling me to clean up my room. Yeah, yeah, I knew it. Whatever, Dad. You clean up your room, Dad. Maybe, maybe I should just call him Dad. I don't know, but I was like, you know what? <laughs> what about what if I name him Dan? I just pictured you at a playground, right? Picture this: all the moms are there and the dads, and they got the strollers, and the kids are playing, and all of a sudden you start, you yell at your kid, "Hey, Dad! <laughs> what, Dad?" <laughs> Dad, quit pushing that other kid. And then he gives, he walks over and gives me a juice box, so I'll start yelling at him. Yeah. Okay. No, the parents are like, what the hell? Yeah, what is, what is what's wrong with this kid? Yeah, until someone else, a little little girl's like, little uh, woman goes, hey, mom, to her daughter. And you're like, I, you get me. <laughs> it's like the movie uh, Vice Versa, where they switch people. Yeah. But I, I said the same thing. I said, you know, what about if we name him Dan for DJ, and it could be Dan and Jill, and then we both met at radio. So it had a meaning like that yeah. to us. But now I'm like, man, maybe I should have gotten you in radio. Maybe I should have named you like Your Honor or uh, a Congressman or <laughs> something else. Do you something think you else. Career-wise, jinxed him. Is that? <laughs> well, I, I will, I'll say this because I have a home studio and he sees me doing auditions yeah. and he'll see me doing commercials at home, and he has no fear of getting on a microphone now because mm. he'll be like, I want to record. That's I want to. I want to do some stuff. So I think it's in there because sure. a he's got a personality. B he sees he sees me and his mom doing stuff. And he's like, all right, it's just something that they do, so I'm going to do it. Should have just named him Entrepreneur. <laughs> that would be very hard to do on a birthday Think cake, of the so. nicknames, though. That would like, be hard to write on Panure. a birthday cake. 
Hey, Panuer. Hey, Antra. <laughs> <laughs> Poor kid. Oh, I'm glad you didn't do what I said. Yeah, that would be rough. <laughs> that would be almost like to call him manure. That'll do it. Okay. All right, well. You just called your kid poop. Don't do that. I usually do it to his face. Yeah. Never really behind his back around a podcast. That's fine. Well, I want to thank you for coming out with me. Are we done? I, I was so. having a lot of fun. We can do more. I mean, I can keep going with you all day, but I know, I know you, we you stopped have to go pick up a dog. I feel, oh, yeah. that's No, I have to go, yeah, let the dog out, who's been crapping all over the house lately, because they oh, had their no. first, by the way, this is their first snow ever, because they're southern dogs. Oh, that's right. So they're, one is in, you know, Scared. my fiance's a southern girl, too. This is her first win. So this... I'm like carrying a lot of snow responsibility this year and some a lot of winter responsibility. And this is the worst time to do it. Oh this God, is the horrible. worst one because it's never snowed like this in November for us. Yeah, it's it's horrible. So like my fiance broke her windshield wiper yesterday because she it was stuck to the it was frozen to it. Oh, and she's no. like, I'm just gonna pull it off. I'm like, oh Florida girl, stop it. Can't do that stuff. That's why people put the windshield wipers up. She's like, I get it now. Or but, you start the car do, and you let it go for like ten minutes. Yes. And then you walk inside and then you come back out and you're like, well, no, not where we sense. live. You don't leave your keys. Now, not, not where we live. You don't leave your, your, your keys in the car. Or you the stay, car you, like that. You stay inside the yeah. car. You check your phone for a little while. Then you're like, all right, time to get out. Although, yeah, I, although I guess all you can hope is if you do leave it, someone's going to steal it. Maybe they wipe it off first. Maybe, well, maybe they wipe yeah, maybe the snow uh, off first. And then you go, how did you scrape it off yeah. so fast? But my dogs will like will not. They, we tried to put boots on them. Uh, for the first time, that won't go over well. No, it's horrible. We already lost one, and the little <laughs> one won't uh, won't pee now. What anywhere? Like what? What is this frozen tundra that you have brought me to? And she's she's like queen of the house too. So she just Aww. gives me this look like, yeah, I'm not doing that, Dad. And I'm like, no, you're gonna have to do that. And she goes, I'm not doing that, Dad. I'm not. I'm not walking in this snow. I'm not. We're, I'm not. You expect me to pee on this? It's too cold. Put up a puppy pad. Yeah. Give me a puppy pad. No, she's seven. She doesn't need puppy pad. I don't give me. A, that's what she's saying. No, give me no. something to pee on the floor. Anyway, so it's a bit. It's been an experience in the, in the winter. But that that was a moral story. I moved back to Chicago. I brought my family back here. I'm gonna get married. You know what? That's another thing too. Is we're we're gonna get married. We're gonna start our life. I if we stayed somewhere else, eventually I would have to leave my wife and with a newborn every other weekend to go like. Think about gotcha. that down the road, and that's one of the reasons I said it's time to go. I'm gonna. It's time to pick up. It's well, time to move, the, put the, everything in one well, place. Well, the question is this: Then, is there ever an opportunity to move again, or are you just yeah, going to be here probably eighteen? It? I don't know. I I want to be by my kid. Like this, to, to me, it's the most important thing. I I'm not was opposed there, to moving when it's like he's older. Was yeah. there ever a conversation of him coming with you? Uh, no, not really. I never really expected that. Uh, I think he would have loved that for a little bit. Uh, his mom's a really good mom. We get along really, really well. His, his, uh, his, um, her husband, which, you know, I, I struggle sometimes cause we don't use the word stepdad. We j- he's just dad to him. It's yeah. the other dad, which was a weird at first. And, and a lot of people in my life still don't even like that. Um, because they feel like, well, you're the dad. He's the stepdad. But yeah, but the circumstance in which it's surviving on, I think it's fine. It's all love. Like, so it, yeah. just by, he and he's really great. He's a he's a great guy. I get along with him really well. But um, she um, or we don't call him stepdad simply because I never want him to feel like a stepson I in that house. That. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. And and the amount that they love each other doesn't take anything away from the amount that we love each other. And and that's that's an interesting thing because love is not like I love him so much I can't love that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it I doesn't love fit is buckets, just love. Right? I love I love a cat. I love a dog. I love my son. I love my yeah. wife. 
love is just one emotion. It's never too yeah. much. So, and it doesn't have to be labeled either. So, anyways, uh, that's that. So, are we say we're not back. labeling each other anymore? No, you are the love of my life. You're my bestest friend in the whole world. Well, I do want to thank you. This is my very first podcast. This is the first one ever. This is my very first one. Oh I've man, been... I you shouldn't have used me. <laughs> well, no, that's, I mean it was. So it's, bad. it's fun because it's one of those things where you're like when I was. I was kind of crafting this idea. I was like, maybe I should do a podcast just on voiceover stuff. Or maybe I should do a podcast, which I still want to do one day, is just talking about people that have interacted with Michael Jordan and those cool. kind of stories. Yeah, yeah. And I kept having these, I'm not sure if I want to do this or that. I'm like, what if I just did something with anybody I, I just want to do? Well, I think so that one podcast you. is with you, or one podcast could be with a voiceover guy, and it's kind of, exactly. It's you. We, that's what we just talked about, is that you you are a chameleon in that sense, and you I are able to do that. Yeah. I scatter it. It's impressive. So at one point, we will do another podcast, and hopefully by then I will have lost weight and said I found the time sure to do. do this. If you I want actually, to. I actually, do, you en- want to. I actually do enjoy the workout. I do like yeah. waking up and eating healthy, and I do like trying to do stuff of that nature. But then it's like, you know, we're in this situation where, you know, Jill and I are just piecing yeah. this life together. And I, I also I like want- Popeye's chicken sandwiches, so you're good. Like, Maybe two a day if it's, yeah. if it's on sale. It's, so, it's a long right line. here. On, it's on the way, way back to the parking garage. Like, it's and on it, the way. And it's all it's radio like, content. I tried the sandwich. What am I going to say? Yeah. I didn't try it because I'm watching my weight. I did it for weight. work, babe. That's yeah. what I, I did it for no, work. No one's going to believe me if I'm this size. They go, yeah. did you try the chicken sandwich? No, I'm dieting right now. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you letting me be on the first episode. We talked about a lot of stuff in a lot of different orders and a lot of weird and just storytelling, but... Uh, I and, st- and let's I don't do it even, again. I want to do it again. I, I don't more even, stories. I don't even think I even hosted this podcast. I think it was just a a, a good conversation you, of the two of us. Can I tell you? I think those are the best conversation. I, I think agree. those are the best podcasts when they it's so natural. It's just conversation that that's. It's not even about being a podcast. It's just about like this is real life. These are our lives. These are and our that, conversations. And I yeah. want and I want these podcasts to not be interviews. I think so many people are like you know let's let's go down your resume. Let's, yeah. You were born where? That's yeah. so wonderful. Yeah, and then you decided this. You want to talk about American Ninja Warrior? So you think you dance? What do you want? You want to do? That? I forgot no, you did the So you think you? I was in the shower and I was trying to think of like. Whoa, bro. All right, what do I? <laughs> let me think of Scotty for a while. Hey. Let me let me Irish spring it up real quick. But I was like, okay, you did the So you think you're gonna dance? Like he did a lot of things. I'm gonna bring all these things up, and then I'm like, no, yeah, just let it go. I've done a lot wherever, of things. Yeah. Wherever yeah. it goes, but that's great. I mean, is there more of that? Are you? You're gonna be on television soon. You're starting to do. A Chicago TV thing? Yeah, I do. You know, I I, I would. Lo- I think that's going to be the next step for me eventually is TV. TV. I'm just getting my feet back wet here in Chicago radio, which I do love. I, I think radio is something super special. I think the connection you can have with people. Intimate. Yeah, it's intimate. The way you can, uh, that human connection is something I crave, which I think is why I like being a live entertainer as well, being in front of people. And uh, I think that you can really impact, I, especially morning radio, you get the responsibility and the opportunity to and more responsibility than anything to start people's day, and I think that's re- and when you put it in that perspective, that like, is a, that's a good perspective to do it because a lot of people because a lot of people are so hooked on. I just don't want to get up at three a.m. No, see that's what makes me excited. Like I when that, that alarm goes off, you're you're, you're jumping. No, it sucks okay. every time, and it will forever. That but once you once I get moving and I realize like what I'm stepping in the studio and what I, what I get a chance to do, um, and the effects that you can have on people, and I still have like I get te- I I'm the kind of I give my phone number out to listeners to anybody. Like I don't care. And there, like, is, there is a serotonin boost when you're on the air and uh, you're feeling the live and you're if you're on the air with somebody and you're jiving, you're joking, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, the show's over, and you're like, no. that was I you can't. I'm assuming it's what professional athletes get when they retire and they yeah. try to do golfing or they try to do like something outside it's of it. It's not the same. Yeah. It's not the same rush. There's a certain yeah. rush that 
that only that provides. I think that, that just happened now. I mean, we sat down, didn't even, had zero agenda, and we were able to talk. How long what are we at now? Was it? We're at uh, 41 minutes. Yeah, see? 41 minutes of pure, shitty podcast. <laughs> and it's my fault, and I and I apologize for ruining your first podcast ever. No, Give him another great. chance. Tune in to the, to the, the, the Levy cast. The Levy cast. Okay, the Levy cast next, next week, it'll be with somebody way better. No way. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. The conversation was enjoyable. All right. Well, thank you. And if people want to follow you, what do they follow you on? At Scotty K on air. I almost forgot mine. I was going to say, you have nine nicknames. Why not? Yeah, no, they're all the same. Scotty now. K, yeah. Scotty Ski, Special I, K, Scotty. That's old school, bro. Not a lot been... of people know I was called Special K for a long time. That's people right. in Chicago, though, but other people in, in other cities had no idea that I was called Special K. Have you ever been in a situation where multiple people in that room know you by five different names? Yes, it actually happened recently here in the building because I used to work with them. I used to be Special K when I was on the air here, and then uh, um, people know my, my real name, Scott Corchin, and and then Scotty K came from like the Special K. It was a whole thing. Um, so yeah, there was at least three people that knew me by different names. My I when I worked at Cumulus here, it was in the same building as one. The same people pretty much because Q one hundred and one got made into one hundred and one WKQX yeah. and is now a Cumulus. So the same people are there. So. There were some people that knew me as Dan. Some people just called me Levy. Balls. Some people called me Balls the Faux Girl. Some people called me Bass. Yeah. And they, at one point, I was in a break room, and everybody's like, why are you calling that? Why are you calling that? I'm like, yeah. it's been a long do ride. Do people call it? I thought I ride. made up the name Bass for you. Didn't I do that? No, Sludge. No. Oh, he did? Damn it. I thought it was sludge, me. Sludge. Because the first day I interned for him, he was showing me how to get radio prep in a computer, and he goes, I'm going to call you Bass. Dang, and I thought I, was I like, did it at Columbia. But I was, I was like, that's wrong. the worst name. I didn't did. like it. Uh, now I, that's my favorite out of all of them. Yeah, I like that one too. And and Sludge, a.k.a. Brian, who's killing it now. He's doing Chicago very well. He's doing really well. He's so talented. And I think it's cool that we both had a chance to work with him. And, and that's why I, I said our, our path has been yeah. almost pretty identical until we actually got out and started doing it Yeah, it's like it's actually our path is super different with um, a lot of crossovers. Very much. I guess, I don't know. Very that, much. But I don't know. Did you do American Ninja Warrior? Uh, no, I actually, <laughs> I did kidding. the hot dog. The Nathan's hot dog eating contest was just as hard. Oh, that's pretty cool. And the training was just as Sorry. much. Oh, this has gone too far. Listen <laughs> next week. It'll be better. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll do it again. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. Zip, zap, zoom, zap.